Hallelujah. I want to say good evening to every one of us. And thank you for making time out to join me with this, uh, for this teaching tonight. And I pray that the Almighty God will speak to us expressly in the name of Jesus. In respect of the brevity of the teaching, I pray that God will cause our lives to be changed. God will instruct us. God will correct us. God will reprove where necessary in the name of Jesus. And our lives will be changed and transformed in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. Okay, so tonight, um, like I said, on um, the platform, or the, the like I announced or said three days ago, that uh, this evening I'll be speaking on a topic which says to re-strategize and not to give up. To re-strategize and not to give up is a teaching that I I picked basically from the book of Nehemiah uh, because in the month of September is a month where we focus to study the book of Nehemiah. Okay, and we trust actually and uh, the Holy Spirit actually have been helping us with, with certain lesson, life lessons, life applicable lessons from the book. Okay, and um, in addition to some of the teachings that we've had in the past, I would like to just speak briefly on the topic which says um, we should re-strategize and not to give up, irrespective of the difficulties that we encounter in our day-to-day activities, in our pursuit of our vision, in our pursuit of our goal. Uh, it's not uh, it's, the best thing is not for us to give up. The best thing is not for us to drop whatever vision or goal or whatever pursuit that we are uh, that we have. Okay, but it's, it's important for us to learn how to re-strategize. Okay, the scripture says that the righteous fall at seven times and rise up seven times. Okay, that means as much as uh, you make mistake, you must also learn to. Uh, make amends. You must learn to correct your ways and forge ahead. And if there's one thing that will not allow for the repetition of that mistake, or that will not allow that mistake to ultimately stop you from reaching your goal, is your ability or your capacity to to stop doing things the way you were doing it before. I mean, it's it's been commonly said that it's only uh, it's, it's only an uh, unreasonable person that would keep doing something the same way and expect a different result, okay? So if you want to get a dif- uh, different result from what you, you, you've been getting in previous time, you must learn to re-strategize. You must learn to do things differently from the way you've been doing it. I mean, if you've not been getting this, the results that you desire, you must learn to re-strategize, okay? You must learn to revisit the plan, okay, to forge ahead. And if, of course, you come in... Uh, we are coming as in touch with, uh, or you are coming at collision with certain difficulties or blockade. Uh, it's not the best thing is not for you to stop or give up on your dreams, but then you must be able to ask yourself a question: What exactly can you do to get to to surmount that problem so you can get to that uh, that desired goal or end? Of yours in that in in your mind, okay. Uh, so that's why actually 
uh, I would love to speak on uh, on this topic tonight. And um, uh, anchor test for that teaching is basically Nehemiah chapter four, where we have to look at. Uh, of course, we know the book of Nehemiah uh, focuses on the rebuilding of the city of Jerusalem, the walls of Jerusalem. Okay, which was spearheaded by Nehemiah. Okay, uh, but then specifically for this teaching, we'll be looking at okay the the oppositions that he had, he and the children of Israel that joined him in rebuilding the wall had, and who actually were the who were the enemies. What was the nature of the oppositions? Who were the enemies? What exactly did they do, and uh, how did Nehemiah uh, actually over overcome that opposition? I mean, Nehemiah could have given up on his on, on his dream, on his passion, on his desire to get to that. I mean, to get the one uh, built. Okay, he would have given up on that desire, on that uh, dream. Okay, on that desire that God gave to him. But he, he never did that. But he, he kept pushing, okay, till it, it came to pass. Okay, so I'm going to start reading from Nehemiah chapter four, verse one, uh, which says, "When Sambalat heard that we were rebuilding the wall, he became angry and was greatly incensed. He ridiculed the Jews, and in the presence of his associates and the army of Samaria, he said, "What are those feeble Jews doing? Will they restore their wall?" Will they offer sacrifices? Will they finish in a day? Can they bring the stones back to life from those heaps of rubble burned as they are? Now, I must understand first uh, that the key enemies of, of the vision or the desire of Nehemiah to rebuild uh, the wall of Jerusalem were uh, Sambalat and Tobiah. Okay? Now, Sambalat and Tobiah spearhead, they were more or less like the major enemies that actually were confronting or they were going against the rebuilding of, of the world. They never wanted it to happen. Okay? But the question actually is, who were these guys? Because our understanding of who of, of, of their personality were, uh, uh, will help us to appreciate how they were granted access okay, to, the, to, the, to the life, to, to, to the, um, they, they, were, they were granted access to that, to the life of the children of Israel, how they were, how it became possible for them to uh, walk, go against the desire of, of Nehemiah, because I mean, they were not the only enemies that they had. Okay, there were a lot of enemies round about Israel. Okay, but why were they the major ones? Why were they the ones who actually could move against the children of Israel and Nehemiah, rebuilding the world expressly? Okay, so. To help answer that question, to know the nature of these enemies, okay, I would like to take us to chapter 6, very briefly, where, uh, specifically in verse 17 and verse 18, where we will see that it was said about Sambalat and Tobiah said, also in those days, the nobles of Judah were sending many letters to Tobiah, and replies from Tobiah kept coming to them, okay? Now, verse 18 now says, For many in Judah were under oath to him, since he was son-in-law to Shekinah, son of Ara, and his son, Johanan, had married the daughter of Meshulam, son of Berechiah. Now, from this place, we saw that uh, Tobiah and Sambalat actually were son Okay, so, well... 
from this scripture we saw that basically one of the things that granted the enemies access to the people of Israel during the rebuilding of the world was their partnership okay with the enemy was their communication okay it was not the enemy was involved okay the devil wasn't involved at this point okay with with all uh, with restrict with inhibiting the development of the nation with inhibiting the fulfillment of of the vision god placed in nehemiah's as towards the children of israel okay we saw that was the partnership okay of the children of israel with the enemies okay and that tells us that sometimes uh as children of god what could actually stop us from achieving the goal or the pursuit or desires God has placed in our heart uh, sometimes could be our our own uh, partnership or better consciously or unconsciously with the enemy. Okay, we are with, we are actually working against our life constantly day in day out. An example of this enemy could even be yourself, could be your flesh, could be your desires. Okay, and uh, when you agree, okay, with fleshly desires, when you when you when you agree with with uh, opinions of, of yourself of self, when you, when you refuse to 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 take side with God, okay, then you begin to walk in what self is telling you. Then you begin to derail from what God actually has in store for you, okay. Just like what the spirit uh, the scripture says that the carnal man is enmity against the spirit, okay. The flesh is enmity against the spirit. So when you decide to take side with the flesh then you are sure of not walking in line or we are not you are sure of not uh, moving towards the fulfillment of god's plan for your life uh, 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 in that particular season okay so one of the things that we could see that's in that or that granted the enemy access the life of um to junior to the life uh to the children of israel at that particular point in time that's more or less like served as opposition was uh, uh that they actually stood as an opposition uh, for them was their partnership with the enemy okay, at that particular point in time. Okay, so we must be careful as children of God not to uh, take side with your flesh. Now, the second thing that we also could pick from this scripture uh, was the fact that the children of Israel were constantly communicating with with with, with the enemies. Okay, because they were they were already under an oath. Okay. Because they were, they already established a relationship, a marital relationship in this case, and that's why the scriptures are uh, actually already commands us as children of God not to be unequally yoked with all the unbelievers, because unbelievers, because of the uh, different mindsets, because of the different belief system, there's this tendency that they have to actually pull you from God's plan. There's this tendency that they have because there's a different focus, okay? Our mindset is different. Our goal is different, okay? So when uh, when a relationship is established with unbelievers, it affects us negatively, okay? Just like what the scripture says that evil communication corrupts good manners. We saw here in Nehemiah chapter 6 verse 17 that the nobles were sending letters to Tobiah and Sambalat, who were the enemies, and they were also receiving letters from them. Okay, there was this line of communication. There was this relationship that was that has been established with the enemy, and as a result, gave them free access. Okay, to know what was going on in the life 
of, of the Israelites at that particular point in time. It made them to know their weak point. It made them to know what they were doing part time, their progress, how they could come in to hinder it. You know, it actually opened them up to the enemy. Okay, and uh, and this actually we could learn from it to to place caution. You know, because sometimes it might not be the devil who is necessarily actually working against you as a person, but it might be because of our own carelessness. It might be because of our own uh, refusal to work in line with the word of God. Some of us are are too are too are, are, are too wise, and we just feel oh, we can take care of ourselves. We can, I mean, I mean, we are too smart. But then the scriptures of the scriptures cannot be broken. You can't do anything against the truth, but for the truth. Okay, if the scripture says that evil communication corrupts good manners, then we must be careful not to establish relationship with people who are bound to corrupt you. Okay, we must be careful not to be equally yoked uh, with unbelievers. Okay, so. Taking us back to uh, the, the the main test, which was which is Nehemiah chapter four. Taking us back to that place. So now we we understood who the enemies are. We saw also how they were granted access to the life of I mean, to, to the to the life of the children of Israel. What actually granted them access? Okay, because there were so many enemies around them, but these ones were peculiar. To be honest about that, were peculiar because there was an established link, there was an established relationship between them and the children of Israel. And, and I think this is instructive at this particular time, that if we must get to what, where God wants to get us to, because he says in his word, I know the thoughts I think towards you, they have good and not of evil to give an expected end. Okay, but if we must get to that expected end, we must cut off from every ungodly relationship. Whatever ungodly relationship that we've established, we must cut them off because uh, with those ungodly relationships in place in our lives, we are not certain of getting to our goal. Okay, we are not certain of getting to our goal. So we must ad- address those relationships. It does not matter how much you love them, it does not matter how much, I mean, you are so much attached to them, but when you begin to uh, see or uh, perceive certain I mean, traces of ungodliness. When those relationships does not bring you closer to God, but rather draw you away from God, then you can be sure that they are drawing you further from your from your goal, from God's plan, from your life. So it's wisdom to address certain issues by cutting off from those uh, relationships, from those relationships. Okay, so uh, looking looking at the life of um, these, the looking at the enemies, the nature of the enemies who they are, we could see that uh, the, the the pursuit necessarily in itself might not be wrong. The, it might not be that uh, sometimes it might not be that God uh, doesn't want you to actually have that thing. As a matter of fact, some of the desires that we have. God actually hewn them in our hearts, just like uh, Nehemiah actually had that desire, just like we God hewn is in the heart of Nehemiah. Okay, but sometimes some of us will feel because we are not achieving that goal, because that goal uh, looks difficult to achieve. We think, oh, it's not the will of God for it's not God's desire for us. Okay, which uh, is which is not always true. Okay, which is why uh, instead of giving up outrightly, instead of just dropping it so quickly why not 
we reevaluate certain things? Why not we reevaluate certain factors? Okay, which was why I said, uh, instead of giving up, just re-strategize. Look at your life. What are the factors that actually could be uh, could be there to hinder you from reaching your goal? Okay, and just like what I said, uh, we could have certain enemies uh, which could which could be within that you've uh, partnered with or you've established certain relationship. Uh, with uh, and uh, for you to be able to achieve your goal, you must uh, first of all acknowledge that you have certain ungodly relationships that you are in, or that are not adding value to you, or adding to you, which you must deal with before you could move forward. Now, the second thing that I want us to see in Nehemiah chapter four is in verse six, which says, uh, "So we rebuilt the wall till all of it reached half its height, for the people worked with all their heart." Now. We saw here that in spite of uh, the opposition they had, uh, in spite of the difficulties that came their way, in spite of the blockade, uh, they because they put all of their heart to it, because they gave themselves totally to the work. Okay, they were able to build it to a particular point. Now, uh, and that tells us that one thing that might be stopping you from reaching your goal or from achieving what God actually has planned for you originally might be that uh, probably you've not given your all. Okay, sometimes people, they say you've done your best, but uh, really your best cannot, uh, might not be enough, okay, to actually get the work done, which is why we must, uh, uh, we must be careful, okay? We must be careful in terms of not comparing yourself with others the scripture says those who compare themselves with uh, with themselves are unwise. Okay, uh, you might be looking at oh you are working um, more than this, you are you are doing uh, better than this person and all that. But in a real sense, the effort that you are putting into the work is it enough to get the job done? Okay, it's not about comparing yourself with others, but it's about you comparing what you are doing, comparing yourself to the required mark. Okay, to the required mark. What you are doing, is it enough to get the job done? Okay, so one thing we must learn from this verse is that you must learn to throw yourself, your all, your, to give your all. Okay, if you must get, uh, if you must actually achieve that desire of yours, if you are not willing to sacrifice anything, then you will not actually get uh, fulfilled that desire, that plan that God, or that vision that God has placed in your heart. So you must be willing to throw yourself all out. You must be willing to give yourself. You must be willing to sacrifice, okay? Jesus Christ actually gave himself totally. I mean, the plan for him to be the Savior would have been inactualizable if he didn't give himself totally for it. For, for I mean, for, 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 the, for the whole uh, assignment, okay? Okay, so whatever thing that your pursuit is, you must make pour yourself all out. You must be willing to sacrifice. Okay, just like what the what James and John said to Jesus that uh, can Jesus make them to sit one to sit on his right and one the other to sit on his left? And I was like, uh, um, if you can drink of the same cup, okay, that I drink of, okay, I mean that means that there is a level of sacrifice that is required for certain heights or for certain things to become achievable okay but the question is are you willing to uh pay that sacrifice okay so many people uh actually 
admire, they covet certain uh, achievement, they covet certain uh, result, but then they do not uh, covet the price that needs to be paid. They do not pay attention to the price that needs to be paid to get to that, uh, to achieve that kind of result. Okay, so number two thing you have, to, second question you have to ask yourself is, uh, if you are not getting the desired result, okay, you have to ask yourself a question, uh, which is, have you given your all? Have you really given everything? Have you given all that you have and all that you have to that cause? Okay, have you really done all that you could actually ever do to make that thing happen? Okay, now verse 7 says, But when Sambala, Tobiah, the Arabs, the Ammonites, and the people of Ashdod heard that the repairs of Jerusalem's walls had gone ahead and that the gaps were being closed, they were very angry. They all plotted together to come and fight against Jerusalem and stir up trouble against it. Now, in verse 9 says, But we prayed to our God and posted a guard day and night to meet this threat. Now, we are getting to the peak of uh, I mean, to the peak of 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 of, of this uh, teaching. Now, verse eleven says that also our enemies said, before they know it or see us, we will be right there among them and we kill them and put an end to the work. Now, that's the enemy, Sambalat and Tobiah, planning to come to disrupt the work, coming to bring an abrupt end to the work by uh, planning a, a coup, by planning an attack. You know, against the children of Israel. Then verse 12 says something, something that we need to pay attention to. They said, Then the Jews who live near them, who live near the enemies, came and told us ten times over. Now, those who actually live near the enemy already believed them. They were already convinced. They were already they already allowed what the enemy told them to 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 sway them from going after the the the, the rebuilding of the wall. Okay, so they were already convinced because they were close to the enemy. They were listening to what the enemy was saying day and night, and that actually has allowed them to to be to be to to, to relent. Okay, to actually drop their pursuit of of rebuilding the war. Okay, who are your closest friends? Who are your close associates? Who are the people you subject yourself to? Who are the people that you listen to? You know, these kind of people are the people that actually will shape your life. Now, you remain the same in the next you remain the same person you are now in the next five years, except for two things, which actually uh, include the book the books you read and the, the people you listen to, the company you keep. Okay. What are the kind of companies you keep? Okay, what actually are the effects that they have? What actually is the effect that they are having on you? Okay, so you must review it. Now, when you look at a lot, okay, the experience that Lot had and, or, and the likes, you know, because they were very close to Sodom and Gomorrah, you know, the, the daughters of Lot actually practiced uh, the acts of Sodom and Gomorrah with their father, okay, because they were close. They were seen the things that were happening in Sodom and Gomorrah every every day, every now and then. And because they were seeing it every day, it got to a point where it became part of them that they now began to live like Sodom and Gomorrah. Okay, so who are your close associates? What are who are your close company? Okay, who are the people that speak into your life? Who are the people that point to your life? Because these are the people that shape your mentality. Okay, and the scripture says that as a man thinks in his in, in his in his heart, so is he. Okay, not that so you will become, but you are the reality. You become the person uh, 
that you become what you think. Okay, and that's why we must be careful uh, uh, as regards who uh, uh, who pours into us, who speak into us, who our close associates actually uh, are. Okay, so lastly, as I uh, round up this uh, teaching, so we we saw uh, from the, uh, Nehemiah chapter four in this teaching that one of the things that uh, the enemy actually could use, or that one of the things that could stop us from achieving our goal, is our proximity to the enemy. Okay, when you are too close to the enemy. When you are, you establish a, a very tight contact relationship with the enemy, uh, you've given the enemy more or less like have a legal ground, okay, to 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 influence you, okay, uh, to a point whereby you begin to believe his reports than God's uh, report, okay. So moving straight to the last part of the teaching as I round up, okay. So verse twelve then now said that um, then the Jews who lived near them came and told us ten times over, that's Nehemiah talking that the Jews who lived near the enemies, Sambalat and Tobiah, came and told them ten times over, that means they repeated what the enemy have, have, have said, okay, they were so uh, engulfed with the things the enemy have told them, they've been indoctrinated, they've, they've, they've actually absorbed the mentality of the enemy so much so that they could repeat it ten times over okay, more than what they even had. Okay, they were so they were, they were gripped, okay, with the verdict of the enemy that all they were just saying was the report of the enemy. Okay, they they forgot about what God actually could do. Okay, but they were carried away by the report of the enemy. Okay, just like these Jews who were closer to the enemy than than God. Are, are you gripped, okay, with the report of the enemy? Have you allowed the report of the enemy? to place into you, to put into you fear, okay, have you allowed the enemy, the report of the enemy to push you to your point whereby all you just see is the negative report, okay, how close are you to God, are you closer to, to the enemy, I mean, are you, are, are you, are you more convinced about scientific report or doctor's report than God's report, are you more convinced Okay, by the by, by the doctor's report than what God actually have said concerning you in His Word. Who are you close to? Okay, who's who are you closer to? Okay, in terms of your relationship. Okay, uh, in your work with God. Okay, so but in spite of of the negative reports of 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 the enemies concerning. The work that was going on, in spite of the threat of Sambalat and Tobat concerning the work that was going on in the land of Israel, we we saw from the response of Nehemiah that instead of him to give up, just like what other Jews who were very close to the enemies uh, did, instead of him to give up, instead of him to be weary, okay, he re-strategized. Okay, he didn't allow uh, them to weary him. Okay. He re-strategized, okay? He took, because he remembered what 
the assurance he had from God. He remembered the things God actually has done in the past for the children of Israel. He remembered the kind of who God is, okay? And because he was so sure that it was God's agenda for them at that particular point in time, then he re-strategized. Instead of him to give up, he began to put certain measures into play. And I think we need to learn lessons from me, okay, that uh, aside focusing on the vision that God has given to you, aside focusing on the accomplishment and the pursuit of your goal, you must take a step further to to guard that uh, vision jealously, okay, from 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 dropping or from from dying, okay. And there are certain things that must be done to guard it jealously because they are devourers, they are little foxes that spoil the vine, they are they are, they are enemies. That actually, after the destruction, okay, that actually after it to ensure that that vision, that pursuit, does not come to pass. Just like what Apostle Paul said in Scripture, he said, "A great and effectual door has been opened unto me, but there are many adversaries. Okay, so many adversaries actually are against the, against him, against him fulfilling God's plan for him. Okay, and to wage war against this adversary, which come in different ways." We must learn to be battle ready, just like what Nehemiah did there. He said, after I, 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 after in verse 13, let me read from verse 13. He says, therefore, I stationed some of the people behind the lowest point of the world at the exposed places, posting them by families with their sword, spears, and bows. Can you see now? They were battle ready. Okay, they were not just building, but they were ready for battle. They positioned themselves strategically. Okay, so... Uh, they were not just pursuing that that dream, okay? So don't just be carried away with pursuing your dream, okay? Probably you are in academia or you are uh, you're in career. Don't just f- focus on pursuing that dream. You must understand that behind every physical happening, there are spiritual principles or factors that make them to be, okay? Because the words that are seen, that, that, that we can see actually are made from what uh, actually is unseen, Okay, so we must understand that there are spiritual forces that actually makes them to be. Okay, and if we must make headway physically in life, we must be battle ready. Okay, we must be willing to stand our guard, to stand our watch spiritually. We must be willing to engage the the, 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 the tool, okay, the platform of prayer. Okay, as children of God, if you must succeed in life, okay, so we must understand that prayer is one of the strategy that must be uh, to, that must be engaged uh, in 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 uh, if we must actualize our dream, okay, as given by God. If we must reach our goal, if the, our pursuit in life must be a reality. So I want to advise us. I want to encourage us at this point, okay, as I bring it to a close. Uh, instead of giving up, okay, so soon on your dreams, instead of giving up so soon on your on your pursuits, why not trust God? Why not re-strategize? Okay, why instead of you are uh, depending on your own strength alone, because the arm of men, arm of flesh, will fail you. Okay, including your own self. Okay, why not depend on God instead of uh, depending on your own wisdom alone? Why not depend solely on the wisdom of God? The word of God says in all of our ways, we should acknowledge him. Okay, we must learn to give room for the wisdom of God. 
okay certain other persons might trust in chariots they might trust in horses but we trust in the name of the lord okay elijah because of his trust in god he had thrown the saw the horse of air on foot okay with god on our side okay with us standing on on guard spiritually with us standing on spiritual watch watching spiritually we can outrun those one horses and chariots and i pray that as we strategize as i pray as we reposition ourselves properly well spiritually every of the desires that god has placed in our hearts every of our pursuits every of our visions will come to a realization in the name of jesus thank you for tonight for joining me for tonight's teaching god bless you amen